Okay, let's start this year's Parshas Vayishlach, Tavshin Ayin Vav, and we begin with a Vilna Gon. Last week we had two thoughts from the Vilna Gon from the Gra, and this week we start off with another one. When the Vilna Gon was five years old, the story is told in the first source, in the Kras of Shabbos Oneg, he already was amazing at age five, and a uh, certain person, certain Rav, went over to him and realized, you know, the Gaonis of the Gaon, and asked him a question related to this week's Parsha. And to ask him, Rabim, if you look on the second line, Rabim, mitalmide chachamim, sheba'ir, noagim ha'yilu sochechimot, they love to talk to him. Velivchon esideyosav. Vayimishtam amul gonusot. If you imagine, to meet the Gerard 5, what he knew. So one time, there was a Tamar Chacham that came to him and said, please, Eliyahu, little Eliyahu, emar noli, heichan kasu batorah, where in the Torah is there a Pasuk that has five words in a row with two letters each? Five words in a row with two letters each. Says the Grah without batting an eyelash, why are you only asking me about the Torah? There's three in the Torah and two in Navi. One of them is in this week's Parsha. Says the Grah, and you have a listed there. This week's Parsha we have, when Binyamin is born, Ki, Gam, Zeh, Lach, Ben. Right, that is the uh, Pasik he says. And first he starts off by going in order. Line number nine, Vayola Noach, S, Shame, S, Cham, the S, Yafes. Right, that's not the one in Noach, the, end, the one at the end of Bracious. Number one, number two, Altiri, Kigam, Zelach, Ben, what was told to Rachel as she was giving birth to Binyamin. And Kiyot al Keska, the end of Bishalach, the word Kase, Kisei of Akadish Baruch, was spelled without the Aleph. Rashi quotes that the Kisei of Akadish Baruch will not be complete until Mashiach comes. So Kiyot al Keska is spelled without the Aleph. That's what makes it on this list also. Five words in a row with two letters each. But then the Gra says there's two more in Navi. Halavai, we should know at any time in our life, as the, the Navi as well as the Gra knew, as well as the Gra knew, uh, knew it at five years old. Says the Says the uh, Gra, the end of source number, uh, send of line 11, Kamli Gamlach Lo by the two women of Shlomo. She, he, tells the, uh, he tells the women what to do, and the one that says, we'll cut it in half, Gamli Gamlach Lo Yiyeh, so you have five words in a row there. And finally, in Machar Chodesh, Alkein Lo Ba El Shulchan HaMelech. So those are the five places in Tanakh, Torah and Nevi'ah, where we have five words in a row, each with each with two letters. Okay, that gets us started. Now let's get to the content of the of what we want to talk about tonight. The Ramban has an introduction to this week's parsha. Somewhat unusual for the Ramban. Usually, the Ramban is just giving commentary on the psukim. But the Ramban has a hakdama, similar, somewhat to the Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai in every parsha has a hakdama. He starts off with the pasuk in Mishlei, talks about the pasuk in Mishlei, and then relates it to the first pasuk in the. In the parsha, so here the Ramban talks about the Hakdama uh, as follows. Source number two: Nechtava haParsha hazos lahodia. This parsha. What's the message of the parsha? The Ramban usually doesn't tell us what's the message of the parsha. Nechtav parsha zu lahodia. Three points. The Ramban says message of parshas vayishlach ki hitzel hakadosh baruch hu is avdo v'gaalom yad chazak mimenu. Number one that hakadosh baruch hu saved his eved. Yaakov, v'ga'alom, yad chazak mimenu, and redeemed him from the hand of that who was stronger than him. Esav, number one. Number two, Sorry, that was continuation. V'lamdenu od, shehu lo batach b'tzid kuso, v'hishtadel batzala b'chol yecholto. And he did not rely on his tzidkus, on his righteousness, he did his ishtabus. That's the second message. Number one, that Hashem saved Klai Yisrael and we're Bitsaris from the Esavs against us. Hashem saves us. Number two, Yaakov did not rely on his Sidkus. He prepared in the three ways that we know that he prepared to fight Esav and to meet Esav. And number three, the Yeshba owed Remez Lodoros. Kikol Asher Ira Avinu im Esav Achiv. Yeralanu Tamid Imbine Esav. Maisa Avo Simulabanam, as the Ramban writes all over Sefer Bracious, that we have to realize that what Esav did in this week's parsha is not only a one-time event. Esav does this throughout our history. Esav keeps doing it. Rahman al-Islan Adhayomazeh, we spoke about this in Parsha's Toldos. Esav started it in, in utero. It's 
not explainable. Right? Esav Sonia Lyakov. It continues in this week's parsha, and it continues at Hayom Azad. Those are the three messages the Ramban writes about the parsha. Hashem saves us from our enemies. Yaakov prepared. He did his Ishtablus and Remez Lodoros. Esavs are still with us. Says Revolbi, picking up on message number two of the Ramban. He quotes the Ramban, but he spoke sing on this line. Hishtavlus line number one in source number three. Hishtavluzu, he hishtavlus bederachateva. What did Yaakov do? Yaakov prepared bederachateva. What did he do? He split his machane. What did he do? He davened. What did he, he hid. He wasn't sure what was going to happen. He, he, he told everybody this is what we're going to do. He sends presents. He tried to flatter Asaph. He tried to butter him up, get him on his good side. That's all bederachateva. That's the Hishtavlus. What's the message, says Revolbi? Hishtavlus zu Hishtavlus b'derech ha-teva. Ha-avos ha-kadoshim shamru es-klalei ha-teva. The avos. How they serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This was very different than how the nation was going to serve Hashem at the beginning of their existence in Sefer Shmos. Shmos va'era bo b'shalach Yisro. It's all Nisim. All of them. Sefer Bracious? No Nisim. Ki Adam Makir says the, the, the Abu served the Kaddish Baruch Hu b'teva. Rashi even alludes to this at the beginning of Va'era. Va'era, when he talks about the difference between how he appeared to Moshe and how he appears to the Avos. Shmiras klali ateva hi avoda shlema. Serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu through nature, through teva, is a special, unique avoda itself. Ki Adam Makir sheteva ze ratzon Hashem. If we recognize that teva is also the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As we like to quote, Mother Nature has a father. If we recognize that, So it's our job to do whatever we can. Am Yisrael has an army. Malchus Beis David has an army. Shlomo HaMelech, right, in all the years. Part of our mitzvah of Am Yisrael is to protect ourselves and to defend ourselves. Amnam Kane Yitachain Shaavoda Beteva Nisyona Kasha Yoser Meavoda Batora. But says Revolbi, ironically, serving a Baruch Hu in this way, Bederachateva, is somewhat more of an Isayon than serving a Baruch Hu in a way which would totally be nature. If one goes through how Yaakov Avinu did, he prepared, he split the machane, and he he told them how to prepare, and he sent presents. What is there a danger of if we have an army and we succeed? If we prepare to meet Esav, you read the story in Vayishlach. Where's Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Yaakov did a great job. Yaakov had tremendous strategy. Yaakov to split, he got, he convinced Esav with all his presents. It worked. That's the danger. Where a Kaddish Baruch Hu does one fell swoop with the Makos, it's very hard to say But when it comes to the way that Yaakov Avinu did it, as the Ramban says, that's what we have to do, then there's much more of a danger. When one is just in Torah, was one is one in the miraculous world. So then, there is no such danger. Says the Ramban, and that's the message that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us when we came into Eretz Yisrael. Remember in the times of the Midbar, there was no Teva. It was all Mon and Be'er and Adonai HaKavid and there were no potholes and there were no mountains, nothing. Straight. But that's not the purpose of the world. As many Rishonim say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need more angels. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created B'nai Adam. We have to serve Kaddish Baruch Hu through the world. Kaddish Baruch Hu told us, conquer Eretz Yisrael. Line 8 says, Revolbi, talking from Yerushalayim. Some even suggest, we discussed this in previous years, that's maybe part of what the Miraglim didn't understand. They said, it's the miraculous. We want to sit here with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and be close to Him and stay with Him forever. But then I realized that's not the tachlis of the world. The tachlis is to live as a nation in the world, farming and setting up a, an economy and doing all the natural events and responsibilities. 
through and with Kedusha. We went in. The Zohar, he quotes, writes, we'll get back to the Zohar of Israel later. You go into the land and you shall plant. And says Ravobi, that has its own unique nisyonos. When we're in Eretz Yisrael, not to forget, that's the Gabos of Shemitah. That's the message of Shemitah. I want you to be Mishtadel. I want you to have a Malchus based of it. I want you to have an army. I want you to protect yourself. That is part of our obligation. But with that, recognize who's their true protector. And who are you fighting for? And who are you the Shlichim for? But that's what we learn from the Parsha. Revolbi expanding upon the second of the third message of the Ramban, Hishtavus. Hishtavus, not just Hishtavus, we always talk about Hishtavus in Parnassah. Yes, of course, we have Hishtavus and Bitachan in Parnassah. But he's talking about in Melchama. Rachman al-Islan, Ada Yomazer, where we're davening for Yeshua, Hashem, Keheref Ayin. We have to do all the Ishtavos that we have to do. And we have to daven that the Shlichim that we have on the ground find Siyata Deshmaya, but ultimately recognize it's all Siyata Deshmaya. Recognize that's the, that's the nature, that's the Mahus of Eretz Yisrael to be a, a world of Teva and with that uh, be recognizing the hand of God. And then he even notes, he, he references back what he wrote in back in Parsha's Bracious, earlier in Sefer Bracious, in Parsha's Lachlacha, turning the page in source number four. He says, isn't it interesting, how long did it take Am Yisrael to get ready for Maimon or Sinai? How long did it take? Seven weeks, 49 days. How long did they need Lamaisa to get ready to go into Eretz Yisrael? To, to have that experience? 40 years. That's how long they needed Okay, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yom Lashana, one year per day, but that's what it ended up. Rishlomo Zalman's grandfather fasted for years, every Monday and Thursday, before he made Aliyah, to be able to be fit to come into the land, the chosen land of Eretz Yisrael, where there is this tremendous challenge, Ravolbi explains, to live a life of Teva, to set up a society based on rules of Teva and Ishtavlus, but to recognize, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's eyes are always here. Line 16. We have to recognize that unique connection that we have. We mentioned also, some of the Balei Machshava discuss that the source for Kiddushe Kesef, the source for getting married, we know the first daf of Mesechah's Kiddushin is... From Stay Ephron. There's a Gzei Reshava. We learn out, it says, the language of Kicha. By marriage, Kiyikach. It says the language of Kicha, the beginning of Pachai Yisara. So we learn out, just like a transaction occurred to buy the Maras Amapela, Avram Avinu, so too, we take that over to Parshas Kiseitse, Kiyikach, so too, Kinyan Kesef. One could transact and, and get married through giving over money. So some ask, What? What marriage is compared to buying a piece of karka? Chas v'shalom. See, just the opposite is the connection. Our connection to Eretz Yisrael is like a marriage. Our connection to Eretz Yisrael is kiyikach. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. He wants us to view it as a marriage. When you get married, you have so many hachanas and so many preparations. And there's work in the marriage to make it successful. And communication, that's our connection to Eretz Yisrael. To recognize that we're living in Olam Ateva, but realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is behind the scenes, closer than in any other land in the entire universe. And Beth Hashem, we should be Zoha to the Nisim, that he, that he has the power to do, Okay, moving right along. Moving right along, let's go to this, let's read some of the Parsha now. So we had the Grah, and then we had the Hakdama of the Ramban. Let's read some of the Parsha now. Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim Lofanav. Yaakov says Malachim, we've discussed that in the past. Rashi says one word, Malachim Mamish. Real Malachim, what's Rashi getting at? What's he driving at? Real Malachim, does that mean real angels? Is that to contrast to some other angels? Not for now. Past years. El Esav Achim, he sends Malachim to Esav. Arts of Seir, Sedei Adom. Esav is in Adom. Vayetzavo Samleimar, and he commands to them saying, 
This is what you should tell my master Esav. I've been with love in all these years. It's been a couple of decades. I have a couple of wives and a bunch of kids. Baruch Hashem. And I have been delayed. I've been delayed until now. I have lots of animals. I'm sending you some, some presents. Famous Chazal in Love and Garti says the Rashi, quoting two different Pshatim. The first one is Garti. Don't think I was given any covet. Don't think that any of the brachas have been fulfilled, Esav. You know, the last time we met, you were pretty upset. You had a tzakagdola, right? You were screamed, right? And you were really mad at me, but don't worry, it didn't come true. Nothing, nothing. I'm still, Lavan takes advantage of me. He tricked me. He stole from me. I've had a tough couple of decades, so don't worry about it. Lo nasesi sarva chashuv elager, ein chagadai lesnoosi. It's not kadai. It has not, it has not come, it has not come true. And then he quotes number two, the more well-known Chazal, Garti, switch around the letters a little bit, Begematria Taryag. Russia, Garti, Mitzvah, A lot of questions, what do you mean Taryag Mitzvah? He did all the Mitzvahs of Tzuliyas Baaretz. Right, he did all the Mitzvahs of a king. Taryag Mitzvahs, really? He did all, all Taryag. Right, if you, some of the Taryag, we meant one of the mitzvahs only applies to a woman. Right, the Isra Beged Ish, Beged Ish. So, okay, he learned about Taryag mitzvahs, he, he fulfilled the mitzvahs. Says the Drash Vahayun, Rabbi Levine. Source number five. Look at Rashi, Amav Agardi Vahayag Mitzvah Shamart. He gives a drush, classic drush. Hine, Loman Yishmar Ha'adam Torah Umitzvos. In order for us to be proper Jews, to have the proper perspective on life, that we aren't pulled by our taivos, by our, our other magnetic forces that the Yetzirah has on us. What do we need to focus on? What can hold us in check and make sure we're always following the right path? We have to always think about 120. We have to think about the mission in Perkeyavos. Right, Akavya ben Mahalalel. Lifnei miyata asalitein din v'cheshbon. Right, that's what we have to think about. Kiyam of ksarim, life is short. V'chachalom ya'uf, one of the most, one of the most um, beautiful and, and, and sharp philos. The one we say on Yom Kippur, like the, what life's compared to, like a dream. Kachalom ya'uf, a passing dream. King yavru ve'inam. Like the Pasuk says, Kiger manachru lefanecha, uketzel yameinu ala aretz. If we focus on that, if we focus on the fleeting nature of life, then we're obviously going to be, want to fulfill every second and eternalize every moment that we have. I know, imagine, if somebody has a, a shopping spree, you have half an hour in the supermarket, a half an hour in the store, would we waste a second? Half an hour in a, in a store with expensive items, not just fruit, right? But you have a technology and iPhones and iPads and computers and you have half an hour, grab whatever you want, whatever you can fill the carts with. We wouldn't waste a second. Not as, it doesn't matter how tired we are. Well, to the last second, that's life. Life is like a shopping spree of mitzvahs. There's mitzvahs on all the shelves. To grab and grab and grab and grab. Bedaito. So if we have that attitude, we realize there's a there's a timer. There's a timer that's going to ding after 120 years. Bedaito ki If we realize whatever we grab will be ours, so then that'll keep us focused. When we don't real when we realize that what we see in front of us is not the ultimate, it's not the destiny. through the mitzvos and he quotes the, a different Mishnah in Perki Avos. Many Mishnahites in Perki Avos give us this message. He quotes Rabbi Yaakov, line 9, Ha'olam hazeh dome lepruzdar. Bifnei olam haba. Olam is the hallway. It's the hallway. Imagine if you go to a wedding and you just stay in the hallway the whole time. And then you go home. You're missing the party. 
That's not, that's not it. You think that you're, you see there's gorgeous murals on the wall and there's like a little bit of smorgasbord in the hallway. So you think that's it. This is the bed, like, a, like a, this is, this is the whole meal. No, you never get to the ballroom. That's Olamazes, the hallway. Like Rabbi Yosef Ben Kisma says, he says at the end of Pirkei Avos, in Kenyan Torah, What are we going to take with us? What's going to come with us? Torah, Mais and Tovim, items that we can be proud of. Kim Yachshov Adam Toshav, Ale Admus, if we think that we are Toshavim in the hallway, in Olamazeh, we think we're going to live forever. So then we might be involved in things that, that are just wasting our time. What does the Pasuk say in Hazinu? And then we're going to get back to our Pasuk. What does it say in Hazinu? He quotes line 15. Luchachmu Yaskiluzos. Yavinu Laachrisam. You want to know Chachma? You want to have Haskel? Yavinu l'acharisam. Right, think about the Achris. Think about the future. Im yirtsu ha'anashim l'ischakeim v'lolechas l'vedach darkam az yaskiluzos yavinu b'chalais l'acharisam. Some of us, some people, we know, they always live with this attitude. They realize that there's a seriousness of life. Not to be too serious, to be as jovial, right? The Bikal is called the Mesever Pan in the office, but being so productive and you always using time and always being involved in something good and positive. We know people like that. Because we, they realize that it's not about now, it's about then. And he quotes the Dubna Magid and the Yol Yaakov. Parshas Chayasur, Mashabir, Vazayamaymer, Bakasuv. Ki goyim v'toshavim atem imadi. Says the Dubna Magid, says the Ol Yaakov, beautiful, the Pasik, Gerim Vitoshavim, Atemi Madi. Hashem says, You are with, with me, Gerim Vitoshavim. What does that mean? Explains the Ol Yaakov, whatever you are, so I will compliment. Ki hayachas ben Hashem isparach ve ha'adam hu yachas hager ve ha'toshav. If a person is a ger in this world, Hashem's going to be a toshav with that person. Because he's going to leave room. He's, a, he's going to be someone who's not kavua, shakua. In olamazeh, a ger, Hashem's like, okay, I could be a toshav with you. I could be, because you realize what the ultimate is. Turning over. Oh, it's Hashem Yisparach, who lo toshav. But if I'm focused and shakua in olamazeh, I think I think this is it. If I'm a toshav here, Kadosh Baruch will be a ger by me. Shem will visit a couple times. Shem will, you know, be a be a ger, like a visitor. But if we want Hashem to be our toshav, we have to be a ger. Al Cain. Now, coming full circle, last couple of lines. What does Yaakov say? Im lavan garti. Putting the two pshatim of Rashi together. Ki chashav atzmo tamid keger uk'over oreach. What's the first pshat of Rashi? Lo nasesi sarva chashuv. I was like a ger. But you know what? On a deeper level, that's what allowed me to tie mitzvah shamarti. If I have the attitude of a ger in this world, realizing that this isn't the end all and the be all, there's so much we don't understand about this world. That also pushes us. And he didn't forget his future and Tayyag Mitzvah Shamart. Okay, something to live by. Moving right along. Let's now go a couple of sukim. One Pasuk actually later. Sometimes there is a word that is said in a different way that there's a slight difference, nuance in the Pasuk, which could open up a whole new vista of understanding, and the Rishonim pick up on that. Not always. Different Rishonim pick up on different ways. But let's read the Pasuk, the next Pasuk. So what did Esau receive? What did Yaakov say? Vahili, I have. Shor, vachamor, tzon, ve'eved, v'shivcha. Oxen, donkeys, sheep, and servants. And I'm sending these all, I'm sending these all to you. What's not mentioned here, a number of years ago we discussed, one nuance, 
Where's the gemalim? Where are the camels? One question. But there's another question that bothers Rabbeinu Bachai. If you look elsewhere, especially in Sefer Bracious, throughout Bracious, whenever you have a list of animals, what comes first? What was the most hush of animal in those times? What's the focus? Which Parnassa did most of our great biblical figures involve themselves in? It wasn't with oxen. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, Fahili Shor Right, he's talking about his his um, his osher. Fine, yeshli rav, yeshli ko. Vahaya la kasev raui sheyaktim hatzon. Sheep should be first. That was the focus. Sheep, you find by Avram and Avimelech and Yitzchak. There's always sheep. Sheep's always the focus. Kichen derech haksuvim la hakdimon. Tzon, throughout the Torah, is the chosen, is the most nechbad of all the animals. What did it say by Avraham? What did Paro give to Avraham? Vahilo, tzon, uvakar. Yitzchak, vahili, mikne, tzon, umikne, bakar, vavudaraba. Yaakov, vahilo, tzon, rabos, ushvachos, vagamulim. Tzon is always first. Why here isn't Tzon first? What does it say here? Right, Vahili. Yaakov's telling his servants, Vahili, Shor Hamar, or he's telling them what to tell Esav. Why isn't Tzon first? Even before we see his answer, just to illustrate more and deeper how special Tzon is, let's fast forward to Rabbeinu Bachai in Parshas Vayigash. Source number eight, where there is discussed the Shvatim were Ro'etzon. Tafka Ro'etzon in Egypt. Why were they Ro'etzon? Right? The Egyptians worshipped Zon. That shows us how great Zon was, was focused on. That Tafka, why we had a carbon Pesach out of Zon, right? To show them that their God is nothing. Says the Rabbeinu Bachai, though. Third line. Source number eight. Why did the Shvatim and why did other greats in our history choose to be shepherds? Why? Two points. Number one, practically. It's profitable. If you have sheep, you automatically have material to make clothes with and to drink. You have, you have, you have wool. Giza, chalav, you have milk, vlados, you have, you have sheep, they're kosher animals, you have supper. Right, so sheep, it's, it's a nice living. Nice living for a nice Jewish boy. Right, shepherds. Number one. And also, it's not so hard. You get some dogs and wolves to help you, help you out, and, or dogs to protect from the wolves, I should say. And you go, it's, it's, uh, you know, you gotta keep your eye on the sheep. But it's not too difficult. Shlomo talks about this also. Number one. But obviously that wasn't the reason that all of our greats were shepherds. Not because it was profitable. Line six. The shvatim knew that they would be going to Egypt. And because they saw through their Ruach HaKodesh that they knew the Mitzrayim worshipped the Tzon, this was part of the ploy to keep them separate from the Mitzrayim. They're shepherds, they can't be near us. They're in Goshen, they'll be separate. To generalize it, Shehayuroim. Who else were Roim? Hevel. They Hevel, Roetzon. Moshe, Hayaroe. Shmuel Hanavi. Shaul. David. All the great ones. They were all shepherds. Kulam Roim. Why? Because you could be away from general society. You don't have to be involved in the kishkas of, of, of city life. Vad Tambohem. Kedeshi Yisrach Kuminayishuv. This doesn't mean that we shouldn't pick professions we're involved. Obviously, there are many wonderful professions being involved with society. But where there's a choice of being 
totally shakua and being a little, having your own time to have his bodidus, especially in the biblical times. Think about what the other professions were. That's why they chose it. They could be away. Could go in Rechilus, Lashon Harash, Vashakar, Gili Arayas, Gezel, Chamas. V'chomash Adam Poresh, Mechevras, Chevri, Abrios, Hu Nimlat Min Ha'averos. Often, when we could be separate from the throngs of people, that could save us, save us from various Averos. Right, and that is number two, why that profession was chosen. Back to the previous Rabbeinu Bachai in our parsha. So Tzon and Roe Tzon, they're special, they're unique. So back to our Pasuk. Why does our Pasuk say, first Shor, Vichamor, and then Tzon? Tzon is the last animal on the list. Why is that? Says Rabbeinu Bachai as follows. Back to source number seven. Why is it? So it's a little simple answer. Simple difference between all the other times. He quoted three other psukim by Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and then he quoted this pasuk by Yaakov. What's the difference? Says Rabbeinu Bachai. Uma, end of line seven now. Uma shalodima bakasev azeh. L'fishalorotza l'ftoach lobetzon. Yak the pasuk the Torah didn't want to open up with zon. L'fishal yedei hatzon nisrokin esav min habrachos. V'zayachal Yaakov b'hen. Zon might remind Esav of what happened when they last met. After all, you remember? Kenyan Shekasov? Lechna El Hatzon. Yitzchak asks for some good food. Rivka gives Yaakov. So saying Tzon first. Esav, I have Tzon. Tzon? I remember the Tzon. Yaakov didn't want to say Tzon. Didn't want to say Tzon. Okay, I'll say Tzon, but all the way at the end. Aver Shekasher Chazra Malachim El Yaakov. When the Malachim came back to Yaakov, when it describes what they did. Tzon's first, because Tzon's always more chashiv. And also after Esav makes up. And Yaakov sees that he's not out to get him anymore. He also says, Yaakov talks to him, we got to go slower. Please go ahead of us. So he leaves Tzon out till the end. Because he didn't want to remind Esav. Let's take a step back for a minute. Rabbi Cooperman, in his Sefer, Kedushas Pshuto Shel Mikra, in source number 9, his whole Sefer is dedicated to focusing on little nuances of the Pshat, which we'll read a bit more, generalize in a second. He picks up on this Rabbeinu Bachai and writes, you know what Rabbeinu Bachai is telling us? There's a difference between conversation and narration in the Torah. He has it in Hebrew. That's my, the, I'm adding words into his mouth. All the other psukim are what we might call narration of the Torah. Description. What they had. Look at all the other psukim that are quoted by Rabbeinu Bachai. Avram had, son v'akavachulu. Yitzchak had, Yaakov had. What's this pasuk? Yaakov's talking. Conversation. There's a difference between the conversation that two people have in the Torah. And the narration that the Torah has, the Dvar Hashem that narrated the Torah. And it's Meduyak. The order of the words are Meduyak. Tzon is Marchashev. That's why Tzon is always first. But here Yaakov's talking. And Yaakov doesn't put it in that order for a reason. Mufurish Yotzim Yipi Rabbeinu Bachai. Shaloh Harei Adibur HaYashir. Kaharei Adibur HaKasuv HaRagil. What we might say, narration and conversation. Darko Shalakasov HaKasuv HaKasuv Tzon's always first. And you see later on, but here we're talking about Yaakov talking to his servants. So that has the proper understanding of Yaakov's Ratzon to put it last. And that's why it puts Tzon last. And this is what we have to pick up on differences. He, Rabbi Kubrin discusses throughout his Sefer, Differences between the pshad, the pshutah, just read the psukim. Somebody's talking here. That's different than just the general description of the Torah. If you look in the Hakdama to his Sefer, it's a very sharp line. In source number 10, turning over for a moment, Rabbi Kuberman writes there that this is a shortened version of what he had in other issues. He says, he says, Rahman al-Islan, not so much, we live at a time when we're lacking and we have to make sure we focus on both. Both pshat, and Chazal. He writes, Chibur, line number two, 
Asher Bala Hakzir Atara Lioshna Ulatakain Muvas Boshanim Harbe. What I'm going to try to focus on in this sefer is a balance of the Pshat, but based on Chazal, like a bit of a Chai says here. Mitzad Echad, and he writes the reality. Ha'olam Ha'akademi Kafar Bekdushas Pirusha Chazal Lichtov. There are certain academians that uh, do not believe in the divine authorship of the Torah and don't believe in a lot of other things, and they are so focused on Pshat, they forget Chazal, and they don't believe in Chazal. But ve'ilu menatzad hasheni hatzibur Torah nila havdil kilu kafar bekdushas pshuto shel mikra a very sharp line. Ichas v'shalom doesn't mean it in an exact parallel, but he says you can't forget if you, we we believe in Chazal, but we can't forget the pshat. Why did the Torah write it like this? The Meshachachma talks about that all the time, and the, the Rishonim to pick up on the nuances. The Rashbam, right? The greats. So we have to go both pshat. And Chazal, right? Well, we have to ask. Yes, the Gemara says, But we know, we have to learn something from the, how it's written also. And we have to learn something from how the Pasuk tells us what Ruvain did, even though we have to also accept what the Gemara tells us about what Ruvain did. There's a balance. So here, as part of that, to realize there's a difference between when somebody's talking and when the Torah's narrating. That's a difference based on the Pshuto Shel Mikra level. Okay, moving right along. Moving right along... We have Yaakov getting ready, and then what happens? He sends the Eder Eder Levado, the sheep separately, by Yitzav Zarishon, when you meet Esav, and he asks you, say, what, what is this? Mincha Yishulucha, it's a mincha, it's a mincha, it's a present, and he keeps going. And then we have the famous night confrontation. Night confrontation. By Yaakov Hahu. Yaakov gets up that night, he takes his wives, and his shvachos and his eleven children, he passes over Maver Yabok. Yaakov Levado, and Yaakov is left alone. and he wrestles until the morning. It's an all-night wrestling match with the Malach. and finally he realizes the Malach realizes he cannot overtake. He can't beat Yaakov. So he touches his thigh. He causes him to limp, and he's on his way. Let me go. No, Yaakov not only is not losing, he's, he's not letting him go. Give me a bracha. Give me a bracha. He says, what's your name? Interesting. He was fighting with him the whole night. He didn't know his name. Mashamecha. Oh, I'm sorry. I was fighting with the wrong guy. No, obviously there's something deeper here. Mashamecha. Vayomer Yaakov. He says, my name is Yaakov. Yaakov Yisrael. What's your name? No, your name is going to be Yisrael. So Yaakov then turns around to him. Yaakov didn't know his name either. Both people were fighting. They didn't know who they were fighting with. Obviously not. Obviously, asking for a shame is something deeper. Tell me what you symbolize. Tell me what your nature is. So first, the Malach has Yaakov his name. And now Yaakov says, could you tell me your name? I told you my name. And the Malach says, no, sorry. Why are you asking me my name? And he blessed him there. I'll give you a bracha. I'm not telling you my name. If you look at source number 11, what kind of answer is that? I'm not telling. Why are you asking me? It was a fair question. The Malach just asked Yaakov his name. So why can't Yaakov ask him, what's your name? Just because you're a Malach and I'm a person? Says Rebleib Chasman. The Aryal, quoted here also in the Karasal Shabbosonic, quotes a Sefer Kabbalah Kadmon, that when Yaakov asked the Malach, Hagid Anashimecha, the Malach answered him, Lama Zetishalishmi, that's his name. Why are you asking me my name? That's his name. What does that mean? Don't ask me my name, or that's a name? What does that mean? The name of every Malach reflects his Mahus, his Tafkid. As we know, Rafael is about Rafua and Gavriel. Every Malach is reflected, has a name that reflects the Mahus of that Malach. So why is the Malach of Esav called Lama Zetishalishmi? Why do you ask me my name? So he gives an unbelievable Mashal. Amazing Mashal. Interesting, creative. There was a villager that came to the big city, never been to the big city before in his life. 
all these different elements that he'd ever seen before. Shoteta kafri nifam beruchavoseha veinavosavu mimaras akrachagado. Wow, he can't the lights and the this and the that. Can't imagine. He doesn't know what half the things how did they work. Bimalacho as he's going, higia luulam chashuch. He comes to a very dark, we might call it theater. Shepo hikrinu shkufiot al gabayakir. They're they're putting something on the screen. And everybody's watching something. Let's say it's like a movie. They're watching a movie on the screen. On Hashim Rabu Yashvu, everybody's sitting in the dark. And they're looking at the figures on the wall. And he sits down. He's thinking to himself, he's like, I feel so bad for these guys. They're sitting in the dark. Why are they sitting in the dark? He's like, you know what? I'm going to, let me try to help these people out. Hey, TV, mom. Come in, come on. What did he do? He turned the lights on. Ah! Thank you very much. I know, I'm, I'm, you don't have to all thank me at once. Thank you very much. They start screaming at him and throwing things at him. We can't see anything. What do you mean you can't see anything now? I just turned the lights on for you. No! It's got to be dark for us to see. If the lights are on, we're not able to see anything. The whole picture disappeared. Cesar Bleib Chasman, the Satan, the Saro Shalesav, he only exists when it's dark outside. When it's dark and we can't see it, we don't have the aura shining, that we think there's something real there. We think there's something in front of us. We think that the taiva that we have, we think that Yetzirah that we have, we think it's real. It's only because we're in the dark. If we would put the light on, the Or of Avodah Hashem, the Or of Torah, then we'd see it's, it's imaginary. It's not real. It's not there. So when Yaakov says, Hagidon HaShemecha, says the Yetzirah, who's Sarashalesav, who's Yetzirah, who's Satan, they're all the same. What does he say? Don't ask me my name. I only exist because I'm in the dark. I only exist because nobody knows my name. If somebody knew my name, that I, if somebody turned the lights on about me, then I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't exist, and nobody would, nobody would follow. Kochi agado noveya me etzem zesh anashim shyoshim b'choshech. I only exist. I'm like the movie theater. I'm only exist. Right? We, we, you, we could watch a movie, and you could think it's real. But it's not. Just turn the lights on and you'll see. It's a, it's not, you can't even see it anymore. The whole screen disappears. That's, that's, that's the, that's the Saro Shalesav. So don't, don't, don't turn the light on on me. That's why he had to leave maybe when Ka'ala HaShachar. Don't ask me my name. And that obviously is the, is the message for all of us. We have to turn the light on. The more we shine the Ara Torah on our lives, the more we shine the Ara that we're supposed to have, the more, the less Sarah Shalesav there is in our life, and the more light there could be for us. Okay, moving right along. We have a couple of ideas tonight coming up that are uh, unusual sources, not usually quoted in a parsha shir, but we like to have all different kinds of thoughts. And we quote something from Yeridea. Something from Yeridea. Well, we know what's connected to Yeridea. We have it on this parsha. We have the third mitzvah in the Torah. There's only three mitzvahs in all of Sefer Bracious. We already have two, Puravu and Brismila. Now we have the third one, Gidanasha. The sciatic nerve, which we know the Torah tells us, why don't we eat the Gidanasha because of the thigh that was pushed out of place. Al-Kain, the Pasuk says, Lo yochlu, but Israel Gidanasha, but Israel cannot eat Gidanasha. Asher al-Kafayirech, until today, we've spoken at length about different elements of a Gidanasha in the past. Another element. Is Gidanasha, we know it's usher to eat Gidanasha. Is Gidanasha also usher bahana? We know in halacha there are items that are usher to eat and there are items that are usher even to get benefit from. Chametz is not only usher to eat, I can't sell chametz. I can't even have chametz in my house. That's even more, Bal Yerabayimatse. But there are items that are usher to eat like a trefa, but you're allowed to sell it. And there are other items that are even usher to get benefit from. Shohaniska, Kilaya Kerem. What about Gidanasha? 
The Pasuk just says, Lo yochlu b'nei Yisrael's gedan asha. But that's not, doesn't really give us the entire picture because the Gemara M'sachim Darshan, sometimes it says the word achila and it also means hana. So it's a machlokas rishonim. It's a machlokas rishonim. The tour in Source 12 in Yeradeya quotes a machlokas rishonim. Some say it's Asr Bahana. The Rambam said it's Mutter though. My father, the Rush, right, also says it's it's uh, it's Mutter. Parenthetically, right, the Mepharshim talk about, are you allowed to mention your father's name? Usually not. You're not allowed to say your father's name. Right? There's a big issue. If I'm a Gabbai and I call out my father, how do I call him? Avimori or Avimori Ben, my grandfather, not mentioning, right, but the Postkim say, as lo- if you call him in a Mechubad way, if you give him a title, so maybe you could even say his name, and they bring a Raya the Rush. The tour is quoting his father. He's calling him Asher. That's his name. It says Rush, Rabbeinu Asher. Or at least he calls him Rush. He's the Rosh. Either way, Machlokes Rishonim. This really goes back to a Machlokes Tanoim. The Beis Yosef, classically, as he quotes all of the sources in Source 13, on the fourth line he quotes a Gemari in Psachim Davchav Beis, Gid Hanasher, right in the middle of line four. Gid Hanasher, Mutzer Bahana'a, Divrei Rebbe Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds that a gid anashe is mutter bana. It's only also to eat. But you're allowed to get benefit from it. Rabbi Shimon oser. Rabbi Shimon says it's oser. So who do we pass? Who does the Rambam paskin like? And the Shulchan Aruch? Paskins like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says it's mutter. And therefore the Rambam paskins that way. The Beis Yosef then, we're not going into the details, discusses why does the Rambam paskin like this. There are other Gemaras like, uh, that follow the Shita that says oser. You see where it's underlined. The Efshar, you can't say the Rambam follows my father. The Rush, Havei Lelipsok, Begidon Asher, Asher, based on other rules of Psak, he should have Paskin Asher, the Rambam. But then we're going to do the last line. The last line of the Beis Yosef, he says, and I have another reason why the Rambam should have said it was Asher. Look at the last line. Umiyu, Bisefer HaZohar, Parshas Vayishlach, Nireh, Shahagid Asr Bahana. The Zohar seems to say on our parsha that Gidanasha Asr Bahana. Therefore, it's good to be Zahir. The Shulchan Aruch himself paskins the Beis Yosef that it's mutter. But what did he quote here at the end of the Beis Yosef? And besides all the other reasons I mentioned that the Rambam shouldn't have paskins like Rebbe Yehuda, he should have paskins like Rebbe Shimon in the Zohar also. It says it's Asr. One minute. Asks the Ramah in the Dark Moshe. Asks the Bach. In the Bach, right on this Beis Yosef. Let's think about what the Beis Yosef just said. The Rambam paskins like who? The Machlokas, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. See, he passes like Rabbi Yehuda. So the Beis Yosef says he shouldn't have passed like Rabbi Yehuda. He should have passed like Rabbi Shimon. Asr Bahana. For a bunch of reasons. And you know why else? Because the Zohar also says that it's Asr. Wait a minute, says the Bach. Wait a minute, says the Daki Moshe. Is that another reason why the Rambam should have paskin that is Usser? Who wrote the Zohar? Says the Bach, says the Darki Moshe, source 14. The Aini Mevindvarov. I don't know what the Beis Yosef is talking about. And not only for all these reasons, the Zohar also says it's Usser. Kishamati, I heard, interestingly, the language, Kibal Sefer HaZohar Hustam Reb Shimon. Hamus Karbatal Mechur Reb Shimon Bayochai. Reb Shimon in the Mishnayis is Reb Shimon by Yochai. And I've heard, says the Ramah, that he's the author of the Zohar. And that's exactly who's arguing in the Gemara. So what's the Beis Yosef talking about? The Rambam Paskins, like Reb Yudah over Reb Shimon. So what are you telling me? Oh, but the Zohar also, the Zohar is Reb Shimon. It's the same Shita. So what's the added point that the Beis Yosef is saying? And the Bach also says the same thing. So how do you answer the Beis Yosef? One of two answers. Two answers. Either one answer could be the Beis Yosef did not think the Zohar was written by Rav Shimon by Yochai. Right? That is a major discussion. Most scholars believe that it was written later. Written much later. Some say it was written based on the student, because there's stories in there about Rav Shimon and his Talmudim. So some say it was written by one of his Talmudim, and many other scholars believe it was written much later, in the 13th, the 14th century, but it was quite a lot about the, the first Zohar starts with Pasach Rab Shimon. Rab Shimon Either way, but this is one idea. If 
the Dark Yemosha, the Bach, assumed that it was written as related to a Shimon Vayachai. Either way, it wouldn't be an extra. Maybe what the Beis Yosef is saying is that not only Alpinigla did Rav Shimon Vayachai pask in that way, but also Alpinistar. Maybe that's the added point by adding that in. Either way, it's a fascinating discussion about the Zohar also, but he's talking about the Shita of Rav Shimon in Halacha, but that is, that's the Git Hanasha discussion for for um, for the halacha part of the parsha here this week. Okay, let's move along. Says the Torah, one more get on Asha thought, and then we'll end off with with something else. So the pasuk tells us, "Vayivaser Yaakov Lavado, he was left alone." So Rashi quotes part of it, but if you look at the Gemara in Maseches Chulin, source sixteen, beginning of sixteen, the Gemara in Chulin tells us why did Yaakov? Why was he left alone? So we know. He went back for the, he left the, the little bottles, the pachim ptanim. He left the little bottles, he left the whatever, fill in the blank, the little tchotchkes. He left them. He went back for them. Why? Mikan says the Gemara, lit sadikim, migufam. You see from this that it's, it's more cherished to a tzaddik, his money, more than his body. Yaakov went back for these tiny little nothings. But he was very careful. He was very careful about his, his gashmias. Because he didn't, take, he didn't want to steal anything. He didn't steal anything. So that's why he was very mocked. Ask the Ber Yosef. Ber Yosef Misalam. Ask the other Mepharshim. What is this Chazal saying? What's Rashi telling us? Yaakov went back because great tzaddikim are more careful about their monetary assets than they are about their physical body? Is that what we believe? We believe what we just said before. We have to be gerim in this world, not toshavim. Right? What is Rashi talking about? What's the Gemara talking about? Yaakov was very focused on his gashmias. That's what the Gemara says. Tzadikim, chaviv alayim guf mamonam yosemi gufam. Says the Ber Yosef, Kashem Od, Lahavin, Shemidas Hatzadikim, Yia Shemamonam, Chavalem Yosemi Gufam. That's impossible. There's got to be a deeper idea here. Because Tzadikim are not more focused on their money. So what's going on here? Throw in another question, though, first. He answers this later. We'll throw this question in now. We know Chazal tell us that the Vaye Avku Ish Imo. What is the Lashon of Vayi Avku from the word Avak, from the word dust? What does that mean? That they wrestled until the dust started going up. Where did the dust go up to? Chazal say, Ad Kisei Hakavid. The dust of the wrestling, there was so much dust until the Kisei Hakavid. That, that's pretty far. Again, what's the message? The Kisei Hakavid. We don't usually have, that's not such a common phrase. Where else do we have Kisei Hakavid? Right, we have it in Asher Yatsar. Goli v'yaduah chavodecha. Any connection between those two? Asher Yatsar, Yaakov and Esau fighting. Right, Avak going up. Let's see what the Ber Yosef says. Says the Ber Yosef, classic drush, as we know, we mentioned, Rav Shlomo Zalman told him he has to write the Sefer. He used to give drushes and Shari Chesed. Shlomo Zalman says, you got to write these down. So Baruch Hashem, that's why we have the Ber Yosef. Ulam o'inyin he quotes one background idea, and then he says the main idea. The background idea is as follows. Line number nine. What does that mean? That tzaddikim are more focused on their money? Obviously, it doesn't mean more focused on their money. It doesn't mean that. It means like the Gemara says at the end of Brachas. He quotes, right? We say in Shema, What does that mean? There are some people that their goof is more chaviv than their... Mamo. There are some people that their mamo is more chavid than their guf. Is there anyone that their mamo is more chavid than their guf? They'd rather get money than die? Right? Is that possible? So he quotes from the Gra, line 16. Demasha Amru, im yeshlecha adam, shemamono chaviv alav migufo, ein hakavana, shebishvil mamo nimsar atzmo lamisa. He does not, doesn't mean what we think it means. That a person would rather die. No. If they're going to die, then their money doesn't serve any purpose. What does that mean? I'd rather you take money than physically 
affect my guf. That's what it means. Would people rather have physical pain or financial pain? Now there's something to talk about. Now there's something. I'm going to, okay, it'll, it'll be a little tough, but at least my wallet's okay. Right, so there might be differences. That's what the Gros says. Valderach Zeh, line 24, When it says they were more chaviv about their mammon, it doesn't mean that he focused on the money. Hainu mitorah gufom ba'amalam. Shekadailam kol yagiyah v'torah gufom avur mamonam. They'll, they'll be toreach for their mammon. But now he still has, he still really hasn't explained it. Let's see what he says now. Here's the key. Says the Ber Yosef. The Gemara tells us in Maseches Yuma. Line 29. A person cannot step on his friend's possessions, his friend's package from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even a hair's breadth. Nothing that I should get is going to go to somebody else. Or vice versa. Every single item that I have that a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives me is exactly Bahashkacha. It's supposed to be mine. Every dollar, every shekel that I make is as long as I did it beheter, as we'll see in a second, right? It's because the Kaddish Baruch Hu wants me to get it. And every deal that fell through and I didn't get is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want me to get it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there. She'zo'am lo nima yagiyah dafka lo soploni. It goes specifically to me. Right, what does the Gemara say the first daf in Sota? The first part of the phrase is famous, but the second part, bas ploni leploni, right? Shiduchim. But what about the next phrase? Bias ploni leploni. Right, every asset that we have is also sade ploni leploni. If that's the case then, Every single thing I get is d- directly a present from Hashem. If you got a present from a great person, wouldn't, wouldn't we you know, cherish it and do everything we can to guard it? Every single thing I have is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I better, I better watch over it. That's why Tzadikim care so much even about the Pachim Ketanim because they realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me this specifically for me. And I have it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to throw it away. Baltashchis, Sadikim Yodim, second column, Lahokir, Ulahachshiv, Koldavar Gadol, Okatan, Shigil Yadam, because it's Hashkacha Pratis from Akadish Barachu. And it must be, if I was given it, I need it for my Shlemus. And I'll be Toreach, and I'll be Amal, in order to keep it. Because Akadish Barachu gave it to me. And that is the pshat of the last line of the Rashi. What does the Rashi say? Why did Yaakov go back for the Pacham Ketanim? Because the Mammon is more chaviv than this guf. What does that mean? He cares about every ele- every item that Hashem gave him because it doesn't take from Gezel. What does that mean? If somebody stole something, then obviously he's not going to say, oh, I have to protect this because Hashem gave it to me. That's no. I got it illegally. Hashem's going to make me lose something else because of that. Right? It's just the opposite. Line 12. Lo kein b'shar adam. Who says this is supposed to be mine? But that's the pshat of why he went back for the Pachim Tanim. Because he realized that everything is specifically mushkach and given from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Towards the end. The Herolin, he quotes it from the Arizal. Line 31. Right, if I get it from above, how could I be, how could I say, no, it's okay, you can have it. Obviously, to use it for a mitzvah, to get stucca, that's fine. But just to let it go to waste, that's, Yaakov, if he wouldn't have gone back, he would have said, yeah, forget it. No, that's the message. And now turning over the page. Now let's get back to what's the Avak? This is what Yaakov believed. This is why he went back for the Pachim Tanim. That action reflected that he knew everything was exactly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Saros Shalasov comes and starts fighting with him. What is he fighting with him about? He's fighting with him about this message. He's trying to undermine Yaakov's emuna, And he's trying to say, Yaakov, come on. You think you got these pachim tanim from God? You think he cares about these tiny little things? You got it. You happen to get a good deal. You happen to find them. You—that was the fight. 
Obviously not a real fight. It was a fight that he says that it can't be. Mishum line 19. Shehu ba'amin shafilu dover katan v'kalerech. Yaakov thinks that even the small things. Kivon shehizmin ha'kadosh baruch hu oso adover liyado. V'hu nishpa alav milamala. It must be that I need it. And the malach. Who's the Yitzhahara? Who's the Satan? Who only looks real when it's dark outside, as we learn. He argued with him. He says, no. There's no Ashkachem Yuchedes Mirom It's not true. Things just happened. There was this fight about even the dust on their shoes. The Avak Shabaraglayim. What was the fight about? It went up to the Kiseya Kavid. What does that mean? They were fighting about whether this Avak, whether the small things are coming from the Kiseya Kavid. That was the fight. Yaakov Avinu fought Ad Kisei HaKavod. Because he was saying that even these Pachem Ketanim are coming from the Kisei HaKavod. Hashem's involved in every tiny little thing in my life. Just to add in, he doesn't add this. And that's what we dafka say in Asher Yatsar. The most mundane physical activity that we do, we acknowledge Hashem is involved in my physical body. Hashem is if I just asked any average doctor that, that deals with times when not everything is working properly. Right? And Goli Viadua Hashem, I know that you're in charge of every part of my body. The same thing that Yaakov Avinu was fighting with. And that's why he says on line twenty two, he went back for the Pachim Tanim, because this act reflected that he realized everything is from Akadish Barhu directly. Okay, just to end off with the tefillah. To end off with the tefillah, but related to the, a story, a tefillah, a hope. There's a Pasuk. There's a Pasuk in Chagai. The Pasuk in Chagai, I should have given you the Pasuk, but it's quoted. You look in the Tshuva of the Rashbah. He quotes the Pasuk in Chagai on the third line. Chagai is a very small one of the Treasar. And the Pasuk there quotes, Godo yia kavad abayis hazeha achron minarishon. This bias... Seemingly talking about the second base Amigdash is going to be greater than the first base Amigdash. How is it greater? Good question. The Gemara asks on Babasra Dav Gimel. Maybe it's greater because it lasted 420 years, not 410 years. Maybe it was taller. Achlokas Rav and Shmuel. But either way, that's not important for us now. But the Pusik says the second base Amigdash would be greater than the second base Amigdash. What does the Pusik say? Godo yia kavad abayis hazeh ha'achron min harishon. What does achron usually mean? The last. Achron. Achron, achron, chaviv. The last one. A Christian came over to the Rajbah and said, doesn't this Pasuk prove that God has rejected you? Doesn't this Pasuk prove that there's not going to be a third Mikdash? Because Chagai calls this second base of Mikdash the Achron. That's it. It's finished. And this is a question that wasn't only asked to the Rajbah. It was asked to many because we know many times the non-Jews know Tanakh better than we do. So they know Chagai. The Pasuk says, And that's exactly discussed. The same question is discussed years later after the Rashbah, a couple hundred years later by the Tosfos Yantif. The Tosfos Yantif in his commentary on Masechus Demai where the word Achron also appears there. Says the Rashbah, I'll prove to you that it's not true. The word Achron does not mean last. The word Achron can mean later. The one following. You know how I know that? It's a passing in Parshas Vayishlach. Right here. If you look in Parshas Vayishlach, a little bit later, when it discusses the family of Yaakov going in front of Esav, Paraglam and Gimel, Pasik Beis, Vayasem, Asashvachos, that's Yaldehen, Rishona. The Shvachos go first. What do you see there? Achron is the middle ones. And then Achron is the later ones. Achron just means following that is this. And following that is this. Achron means following. That's what you learn from Parshas Vayishlach. That there's going to be a Bayashlishi. The Pasuket, if you know Tanakh, the Rashba answered the Christian, you know Treasar, do you know the Bible? Do you know Parshas Vayishlach? Says the Rashba, Amarti, Lo Karo Achron Ela Bitstarif Ela Rishon, Vikamau, Vayasam Ezashvach, he quotes Arpasik, Hine Kara Lolea Vilade Achronim, Afapisha Rachel Vyosef Achronim Lahem, even though Rachel is later, 
El Shakar Machronim bits Taref El Shvachos Vialdehen. Says the Tosfos Yantif, and I'll bring you another Raya. Afishnei Edim Yakum Davar, says the Tosfos Yantif. You need two witnesses. This is one witness. Our Pasuk right here. Why didn't the Raya? He doesn't quote the Rashba. Maybe he didn't have the Rashba. Another Pasuk. If you're a member of the beginning of Sefer Shmos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Moshe Rabbeinu signs. Signs to show the Bnei Yisrael. Signs to show Paro. Line 7 now, <coughs> in the last source. Vishamati, Shemina Kasuvaya Chuva Lishoel, Papasik Bachagai, Godo Yekavaisa Akron. Why is this in Demai? Because in Demai also, if you look at that Mishnah, the word Akron doesn't mean last. But he says Vachuba Shapirusha Kamachronim. First he quotes the Pasik in Vayishlach, and then he quotes on the last line. Vizakisi Anilahavi Aid Shani Apishnei Eshneim Yakum Davar Parsha Shmos Vishamu Lakol Haos Haacharon. They'll listen to this Os. And then Hashem gives him a third os, the tsaras and the snake. The second os is called Achron. So the Pasig in our Parsha reflects and proves that there's going to be a Bayishlishi. Chagai says Achron, but that means second. And that keeps the emuna that we have, that Beth Hashem, as soon as possible, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hishana, however it should come, what we need so badly, and what we need, Yeshua Hashem Karafayin, the Bayish Lee Sheep and Hair of Yamenu.